So the crowds are back at the cricket in India. The second test between India and England got underway at uh, the MA Chidambaram Stadium in Chepok, Chennai, which allowed 50% capacity and boy, did it make a difference. With me, Karthik on ESPN Cricket Force Stump Mike today is a boy from Chennai, a man I should say from Chennai, Gaurav Sundaraman. Hey Gaurav, how was it to see crowds back in your hometown? Great, uh, just to see the fact that crowds are back uh, in uh, Chepok and yeah, we're having... Actually, being in Chennai is the first game I'm missing in a very, very long time. I think most of the time I've missed, I've not been at, uh, at home. This time I'm actually around but didn't take a chance uh, to go. Looks like nobody were, were wearing masks, etc. So, some things need to be taken care of. But uh, on a, uh, it's good for sport, you know. This means that uh, cricket is slowly coming back. We'll know what is the damage after a few days. But I think uh, right now uh, it's great to see uh, uh, real crowd noises get uh, on television than the fake ones. Absolutely. I mean, it must be said on a sporting level, it, it was it was a joy to see crowds. But like you mentioned, there are there are a few checks and balances that can still be enforced to make sure that it's a it's a safe experience for the players and for for the fans who are who are going there. Along with Gaurav today on the panel is Deba and Sen. Welcome, Deba. Hi. Uh, yes, quite excited uh, at the prospect of uh, fans having come back, and uh, just like Gaurav, a little concerned about where it leaves the COVID situation in Chennai possibly afterwards because uh, from what I could see, there were clutches of fans together and uh, not more than maybe about 15 or 20% of them had masks on for most of the day. But yeah, whoever came in would have been quite happy to see what they've seen because uh, we often refer to the WhatsApp group that I have on my school group. And just looking at the pitch and the way that the first session was going, I felt that anything above 180 was going to be a good score and India have uh, quite far exceeded that. Yeah, absolutely. India, oh, it's, it was a shock when they won the toss in itself. And <laughs> after winning that toss, India managed to score 306. And Deban, we'll start with you by most accounts and by most experts and pundits on the television and on ESPN Cricket Info as, as well. This seems to be a possibly a match-winning total already. And we still have Rishabh Pant and Aksar Patel at the crease for India. Uh, yes, uh, Rishabh and Akshar aside, uh, to begin with, it's a pitch which is, I mean, a, lo- a lot of things in this match are a throwback to the 90s. Uh, India fielding three spinners, uh, the pitch taking turn from day one, crowds in, so that's that's also a pre-COVID uh, throwback. But uh, yeah, I mean, looking at everything that's happened today, looking at the bowling figures, looking at the bulk of uh, spin bowling that has been done, the fact that Joe Root had to turn his arm over significantly, and just looking at the way that the pitch has behaved, I think uh, this is a formidable total. And India, I think, should look to press on this advantage. If they can post more runs, then you cannot completely discount even perhaps a a complete thrashing here for England. Because uh, let's not forget that England, by and large, they have revolved around Joe Root. And uh, even in the first test match in Sri Lanka, where Sri Lanka were bowled out for just about 135 or so, Sri Lanka actually made them sweat quite a bit in the second inning. So once the pitch starts to do its tricks, and this has done it right from day one, then this England team can be a bit vulnerable. So there's... Uh, plenty of opportunity here for the Indians to really strike uh, through and drive home this advantage. Gaurav, in a post-day's play interview, and I'm going to quote India's vice-captain Ajinkya Rahane, proper Indian conditions, he said, we knew that it's going to turn from day one. Yeah, he did mention that yesterday as well uh, in the uh, pre-match presser. So, a lot of uh, talk about the toss that India were lucky to uh, win the toss. Yes, there is obviously uh, the element of luck. But I think the conditions were also helpful for England, you know, trying to get so much spin on day one. 
you would uh, imagine if india were bowling on this i don't think england would have been in the same position i think they would have been dismissed for uh, less than 200 uh, so i think just one man kind of separated yeah maybe rahane also to a, a certain extent but rohit and rahane were the difference otherwise england were on top at the end of uh, virat kohli's dismissal they should have uh, expected to bowl india out for less than 250 i think that's the kind of track this is i think india already way above par according to me because these wickets with the heat and the amount of uh, uh, delveys that are going to be bowled the next day or two uh, it's going to crack and um, it's going to be very tough for batting so i think india have enough and uh, it should just be we just have to wait out and see how how bad the defeat is going to be for england right okay so then let's let's go back a bit and talk about the changes there and whether things could have been different for for england on on day one gorav if they hadn't say made these four changes england brought in ben fox that was obviously needed to happen with josh butler going back home but they also brought in moin ali stuart broad and ollie stone any surprises there the surprises in the sense that uh, why they're making the change could be questioned but i think all of them have done uh, so far really well i was very very impressed with ollie stone uh, really good pace good lines and consistency you know not many people have control when they bowl so fast uh, he had a great control especially in the first session and uh, he didn't bowl much in the next sec- next two but he whenever he got the ball uh, you could see that he bowled really well so that shows that that freshness that eager to perform is there and eagerness to perform is there so great show by ollie stone moin ali was a tad expensive but he bowled in the right areas he bowled what he could i don't think england bowled i would say extremely badly india played better india played the sweep shot they never played the sweep shot in the first test so uh, i don't have any uh, issues about the changes yes you can uh, question anderson's exclusion but uh, I guess you know he's 38 and England know better and England want Archer Anderson brought fully fit for the pink ball test might sound a bit uh, it's defensive and negative but I guess they know something we don't in terms of uh, workload and stuff right Yeah and and at the end of the day right they they're bringing in a bowler with 500 plus test wickets they they're not bringing in a rookie yeah not to forget india have also rested bumrah nobody's really questioning that in fact that's very very surprising i didn't see that much chatter around bumrah today this morning that's so a- so why did that happen then let's talk about the indian changes then why why has jasprit bumrah been given a rest is it just basically it's 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 been a long time since australia and he's had a long tour down under and now there are the limited overs to england and the ipl coming up as well it's going to be a packed 2021 for the indian cricketers this is just for a few days of rest so there was we did a run order uh, in espn cricket info before the test it was about rotation and that, that that's when when i was doing the research for that uh, india actually don't have too many three format players uh, uh, like uh, uh, other uh, like a lot of other teams like you have kohli you have uh, rohit and you have bumrah and kohli got his rest rohit got his rest because of the injury and you have bumrah and jadeja jadeja is also getting his rest now so bumrah is the only guy who actually and his bowler with his action etc the chances of uh, him getting injured or uh, chances of workload being high and affecting his performance the only person potentially there is bumrah so if at all they had to rest someone it had to be bumrah in with respect to workload now coming next they would have seen the track and they would have seen that it assists spin a lot you have three spinners you have ashwin who's bowling with the new ball so they felt i guess among the four test matches this is the time to 
give Bumrah a break because they ex- I don't think they expect him to bowl so many overs uh, in this test. So uh, Kohli has specifically mentioned in the toss that Siraj uh, is coming coming in. He will bowl tight lines. He will take care of the reverse swing part. And uh, yeah, so they felt a pink ball. Obviously, you need Bumrah. And you don't want to leave it too late also. So, I guess that's why they have uh, uh, rested Bumrah here. It's it's just a purely a workload issue. And I think the pitch also uh, has made them uh, made the decision slightly easier. That's my reading. Yeah. Sticking with India's changes, Debayan. And this is a point uh, Gaurav made before the first test itself when we were talking about Kuldeep's exclusion. He mentioned that when Aksar went down with injury, that meant that due to the combination India wanted or needed for the 11, it meant that Kuldeep couldn't find a place. And lo and behold, the moment Aksar is back in contention and selected in the 11, Kuldeep is back in, in the side as well. I mean, it's unfortunate when you think about the fact that Washington Sundar, while he's done well as a third spinner and he's done very well with the bat that he has to miss out. But I guess this is the combination that India had to go for, especially after losing that first test match. Uh, Yeah, you would recall that this is what we discussed even during the first test, that this is the ideal bowling combination, at least in terms of spinners that they would have wanted with Akshar taking the ball away from the right-handers and, of course, uh, a wrist spinner and uh, the off-spinner in Ashwin. And uh, I would also like to point out that I think uh, Gaurav had mentioned during the last podcast we had done at the conclusion of the first test that he could see Bumrah probably getting a rest. So full points to him for uh, sort of predicting that and preempting that. But he just said nobody, there was not much chatter about it when he was the one who made did the chatter. And I don't even remember any of these guys. <laughs> this, guys. So thanks to Devail for bringing and uh, making me think about it. I didn't even, I don't even remember me telling that. So. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that was something that we had discussed as a possibility. But here, I would like to say, I think on this pitch, uh, to be very honest, they could have even retained Sundar. They could have uh, probably rested one of the two seamers. I think Siraj is a good inclusion and even Ishant because uh, he's also capable of just bowling that stump-to-stump line and getting some reverse swing. So, um, in the past as well, in the 90s, when India have played on sort of flaky pitches at home, then pacers have come come into the picture. I think the most famous example of that was uh, when they defended, I think, uh, 170 odd against South Africa and Ahmedabad when Sachin Tendulkar in his first full series as captain turned to Jawagal Srinath and he just ripped through the opposition. Because what will happen is as this uh, pitch sees more action, variable bounce will also become a factor. So uh, because there's already puffs of dusts happening right from the first session today. So it's going to be quite difficult to bat uh, whether against pace or spin and you just need some good accuracy and you need some good patience to be able to reap rewards as bowlers. So um, yeah, things looking quite rosy for India at the moment and because Akshar has been included and I mean that's not hurt them too much in terms of dropping Sundar, which is why they've still been able to you know uh, take this into the second day with six wickets down and still some batting. I mean, they still have a hope of maybe eking out another 30-40 runs tomorrow. And yeah, from there on, I would completely agree with uh, Gaurav that this could be a huge victory. The only reason, Debayan, I think they cannot play four spinners is that you always uh, you don't know what's going to happen to the toss. So there's a chance that if you're bowling first, you may want that uh, uh, cushion. And the second thing is, if by chance they get injured, one pacer gets injured, or for some reason he's not able to bowl, you need that. Uh, they don't have that all-rounder as well. So that's why I think teams may be not wanting to stretch it so far uh, to take up uh, to play Sundar as well. So that's why. Uh, that's my only reasoning for that not happening, even though the pitch, like you said, uh, will is going to assist these kind of bowlers, especially bowlers like Aksar and uh, Jad- imagine Jadeja on this pitch. I was just mm-hmm. thinking about that. That must have been pretty crazy. 
Yeah, okay. So final word on the pitch, Deban and I'll give it to you. Which of India's three spinners will be licking their lips the most in anticipation on bowling on the surface? Yeah, I'll be quite interested to see how uh, Akshar Patel actually goes on this pitch because obviously Ashwin be a, will be a huge threat. Ashwin will probably bowl the very first over and he'll run in and he'll probably pick a wicket in his very first over. But Akshar with his uh, you know left arm spin taking it away from the right-handers might become a critical uh, option, especially when bowling to Joe Root. We've, we've seen a lot of him in white ball cricket, uh, but he obviously has... Uh, plenty of experience in first class cricket as well let's see how he utilizes these conditions he anyway tends to sort of bowl a little quicker through the air and i think that is what is required on a pitch like this because that's that's what's likely to give you a little bit more uh, natural spin and a little bit more natural variation because of the pitch uh, yeah looking forward to how the indians go across uh, on bowling on, on this uh, surface yeah i think uh, uh, like deban said the uh, root uh, for example or any of the english batsmen you know the moment you know the pitch is playing some tricks uh you got to be super uh very you don't know which one is going to spin which one's going to keep low uh etc so i think england are going to find it very hard they will come out very positive i think they they realize that defense is not the best way of uh surviving in this pitch so uh, it's going to be like it's going to be a very um, entertaining english innings is my reading of the game Yeah, absolutely. Easier said than done, but they could they could do with watching I think Rohit Sharma's innings in its entirety once again tonight before before coming out to bat tomorrow. Now let's get to the star man of the day, Rohit Sharma. He scored India's first century Gaurav of 2021, 161 some excellent hits there by 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 Hitman of course. And it was he I mean it's it's very cliché to say it, but he just took the pitch out of the equation. yeah and very um, sehwag i got a lot of memories of sehwag you know you know sometimes uh, you can just kill the match uh, by playing very quickly you know when i felt that when people were saying 200 250 was a good score and he this man comes and scores 161 by himself so uh, it's just amazing uh, what uh, rohit has done and it was also the manner in which he did scored the boundaries very easy he didn't really have too many um, deliveries which doubled him so uh rohit at home yes i know i am mentioning that but rohit at home is uh i think i feel bad that he's missed out on a lot of wonderful years of test cricket you know he's just um so good to watch so good to play while while this is at home you don't get runs on this pitch very easily yeah, do you yeah yeah you don't and that he's shown see the sweep shot again the sh- one of the very uh, underrated shot i would say Uh, because a lot of players don't practice it a lot of players don't know how to uh, uh, play this kohli itself never used to play it uh, very often he is just training himself uh, whenever the situation is required so uh, he played that to perfection they learnt from uh, joe root if uh, if i can say that uh, they practiced it and he p- played it to perfection so uh, they played nathan lyon in australia right so they were go- gained so much experience so they know how to deal with moin ali as well um, and we could see that moin ali was ca- uh, pretty expensive on this pay- on this pitch if this is supposed to assist spinners uh, you would expect uh, england to be at least more in control in terms of run rate which i think they failed and rohit played that to perfection at the speed what they were 147 or 148 when he got a century so that's uh, that's exactly what sehwag used to do and we saw how successful india were so uh, uh, it goes very well for uh, india now in the future rohit should continue this hopefully uh, yeah we'll wait and see how uh, his career, his test peak if i can call it could be the next 2 3 years but all depends on how well he does uh, abroad 
yeah moin of course went for 112 runs on on just the opening day at that an economy of well over 4 runs per over back to rohit debain i mean i heard a lot of talk saying that oh the hitman's back in form and i have something against that that entire phrase back in form because when we spoke about rohit the what he did in australia he was never out of form there he gave india some pretty decent starts is this that he could not go on and get a big score like like he did today yeah he wasn't and you'll remember that uh, we've uh, discussed him on this podcast often in fact during the first test match i remember one of the days when probably he had failed for the second time uh, we had a brief discussion about possibly the the option of even having to drop him by the end of the series and you know look what a difference one uh, one innings can make and if i can just add to what gorup said uh, very positive and very uh, it was an innings full of uh, clarity of mind i thought because uh, i i didn't get to watch a lot of it i was busy today with the bangladesh west indies uh, comms but uh, when I, whenever i saw him uh, what i saw from him was uh, decisiveness in his movement uh, he would you know punch forward and just make sure that he took the pitch out of the equation drove nicely and yes using the sweep both he and rahane actually uh, they were so good with the sweep shot and that is one way of completely taking spin out of the equation and also just uh, throwing the spinner off his length so this is something that you will see a lot tomorrow as well i think uh, root and stokes in particular will try and use the sweep to good effect and then it will be a question of how the uh, the spinners are able to hold their own or try and you know outfox them with a with a counter plan but uh, full credit to the two of them i just did some quick math and i guess between the two of them the two mumbai batsmen managed 76% of india's runs today so that's a whopping margin that that just tells you that uh, both of them are quite valuable and yeah they are not, probably not as consistent as somebody would uh, ideally want them but if they can come up with these match winning or potentially match winning knocks then you know why wouldn't you have them in their 11 in your 11 the other um aspect is both teams are learning from the first day right so uh, india england will be seeing what india have done and will try to use that as a game plan play more sweeps and play more uh, horizontal bat shots to try to uh, uh, make sure that the indian spinners don't consistently land in the same place whereas india have three different kind of spinners in this game they have uh, kuldeep they have aksar and ashwin so all of them are going to try to do various things and they're going to create different kinds of uh, rough and they're going to pitch it on different spots so uh, they know exactly where to pitch and where the where where it is very tough for the batsmen so it's going to be a very very interesting game england i've been tactically really good to be uh, very honest with them uh, to be very honest about this uh, series uh, every even today they were tactically very good at uh, in lot of uh, faces so let's see how well they prepare i think uh, the score is beyond them but to give a fight the only way they can potentially win is uh, if they can repeat what they did in 2012 in uh, against india at bombay very similar very tough conditions where we saw kp scoring uh, century along with alistair cook they got a slender first innings lead and then bowled uh, uh, india out when the pitch really became hard to bat so uh, that's the only way i can see england uh, finishing uh, ahead in this game yeah england are good obviously and they've been excellent in the subcontinent and i think the best tribute to that has been paid by the indians uh, in terms of the pitch that they have laid out for the second test because this is clearly an admission of the kind of uh, pressure that the indians felt after that first uh, first match defeat uh, it's it's almost like raising the white flag and saying that yeah we can compete with you but we need to just skew the pitch a little in our favor but i see nothing wrong with it you know i mean teams have done it in the past home advantage is called home advantage for a specific reason and of course there's a lot more uh, quibbling about it when the pitch turns but 
but you don't hear as much when you know that you you're laid out completely green tracks where the ball just wobbles and seems around all day right through till the end of you know maybe three three day matches or four day matches so i think this is the beauty of test match cricket that home teams will try and uh, roll out pitches from time to time which play to their advantage it may sometimes seem a little unfair it may seem a little skewed in favor of the team which wins the toss but that's the way it is i mean if you're a quality side then you should learn to overcome it and that's where i think this will be a good test for the english side while uh, uh, losing at home is something i know for the fact personally that this uh, this indian team generally the indian team don't uh, they just don't want losing a series in india is something which is the most toughest thing for them to digest because i i why i'm saying this is uh, so when i in my previous stint while i was working for the indian team when the biggest dhoni did lose a lot abroad right he did have an 8-0 streak in england and australia but he still says that the 2012 loss to england was the most toughest and the most uh, difficult uh, series for him so that is something which most indian uh, uh, captains will want to avoid and maybe uh, the, like the band said that's why this uh, kind of a surface which is absolutely um, fine and it's perfect that india using their home advantage while while you may be right i'm not sure india's captain himself may agree with the surface <laughs> after <laughs> after his dismissal uh, devan i have never seen kohli as as shocked that he was dismissed i mean usually he has a shocked expression because the batsman of his caliber does not expect to get out this was almost like and, and you heard it mentioned on social media throughout that kohli literally wanted to ask for a review for a clean bolt yeah and i saw a, a tweet from uh, one of the official broadcasters of australia so that was a bit of a climb down because australia just till about a month or two ago were going gaga over virat kohli suddenly they just lost uh, all that love for him <laughs> Uh, because the caption was a very cheeky one that have you ever seen somebody uh, you know refuse to leave the crease after being clean bowled but yes it was a it was an outrageous uh, ball in that sense and it's just a sign of what to expect from this pitch because it turned a huge long way uh i think the only criticism one can say is that you don't go for an expansive cover drive when you're that new to the crease but uh, he is virat kohli he looks for scoring opportunities wherever he can get and i think just going back to the point which uh, gorav mentioned as well that indians don't normally sweep so uh, he would be well served to add that to his repertoire because on a pitch like this ideally what you want to do is try and if you need to counter the spinner early you got to try and start sweeping as early as possible because that that will just help you uh make them bowl to the areas that you want them to uh but uh, sensational bowling from uh, moin ali to get that ball up where he did uh, and yeah you feel a little sorry for dom best because i think he would have enjoyed this pitch to bowl on as well but uh, it's a sensible decision from uh, england because moin ali also just uh, drops their batting look a look i i don't want to sound harsh the bayan yeah. but to bowl on the pitch you have to actually pitch the ball on the pitch <laughs> and, and dom best wasn't doing that a lot in the second innings in the first test yes and and, and moin ali also adds a little bit to their batting which could come in handy just looking at uh, the way that things have transpired so yeah i mean advantage firmly with india uh, very slim chances for england to come back into this game but they'll need a top top knock from the likes of uh, joe root ben stokes their senior players to bail them out of this yeah moin ali got the wicket of virat kohli he also got the wicket of ajinkya rahane for 67 but gorav in the most controversial incident probably of the day he should have had rahane's wicket a few balls earlier when the entire trs process wasn't really followed to the t by the umpiring team 
Yeah, it was a shocker actually. You know, we were not able to uh, understand what was going on in spite of Vadoot actually. So the funny part was they went and checked the LBW in spite of Vadoot actually going and uh, explaining to the umpire that he wants to check the ball after it had passed the bat and on its way up to the fielder. And that is something. And in fact, I if I remember right, uh, the ump- Jodut again went and asked the umpire, the on-field umpire. He said, yeah, everything has been checked. Uh, we can carry on with the game. And he he went. So he assumed it was checked and then they showed the replay. Thankfully for England, Rahane got out very soon. But otherwise, that that was a really big blunder. And I think uh, it's... And then randomly, which I later learned that, yes, Matchafi has the power to reinstate the reviews. But that was that was only for some techno- technological flaw. But uh, nothing seems to be... Uh, uh, logical in this whole decision making process so that was a very uh, funny incident thankfully it didn't uh, affect the uh, in, uh, affect england so much in terms of wicket but the process was duly not followed yeah absolutely i mean in 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 effect it didn't really have any impact on the match because rane was dismissed a few balls later and england did get their review back but devan just before we came on air to record you had some interesting points of view about about the role of the third empire and probably the skill set involved in taking up that role because here it was Anil Chaudhary who was the on-field umpire in the first test match. Yeah, so uh, what what happens is that your TV umpire needs to be able to understand TV production. I think there needs to be a separate uh, skill set which needs to be taken into consideration. And if it's not there, then it needs to be uh, embedded. You need to have a few workshops where you explain that role to the TV umpire. Because what you're getting is essentially a split screen. You're also getting ultra edge or, or something of that sort. Um, what you need to see is the sink because often you will get some disturbances but they may be from something else. The bat may have brushed the glove, the bat may have brushed the pad or something else. Uh, and it, it isn't all, it's especially, I mean, when, when in spinning conditions in the subcontinent, you're get, going to get a lot of these decisions and verdicts uh, going up to you. And then you have to completely be uh, aware of how uh, television works. You have to see all those, uh, you know, the details of it. You have to understand that there can be errors in that as well. I mean, you need to take all of that into consideration. So overall, I think there needs to be a little bit more grounding of how uh, TV umpiring works. And I'll just add to that point that because of this COVID situation, there's a lot of home umpires obviously doing things which they are not experienced enough to do in in regular course of time. So I think you've got to cut them some slack. Of course, howlers like this shouldn't be happening because you're at the end of the day a professional. But I'm getting that that a lot in other games also, which I've been doing off late on Crick Info, that you know people on feedback are talking about the bias of home umpires. I don't think anybody goes out there looking for bias or any such thing. Uh, what also just makes things a little bit skewed is the current nature of this umpire's call law. So, so even if an umpire, say, has made a decision which in theory is absolutely right, it can look biased maybe because the home team benefits from it. I don't think the umpire sets out to consciously do that at all. So... Uh, it's it's a difficult job in any case. You you will be sort of uh, pulled up for every error that that you end up making. But yeah, what you want is ultimately a little bit of consistency, and uh, that can only come through more experience and a little bit more of training. All right, then let, let's move on and look ahead to day two. Gaurav, India are at three hundred for six. Eighty-eight overs have been bowled by England. What's going to happen? Will Will Stuart Broad even get a wicket? <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's the most important question to answer uh, for <laughs> tomorrow. I don't think he will also really worry about that. Um, uh, I think India would add some more uh, valuable runs. I think Pant will score a few and uh, 
uh, in India will reach up to the 350, 375, three, between 350 and 375, somewhere around that. It, it's only Rishabh Pant, right? Who on the last ball of the day can still have you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> I mean, you just knew that he was going to take a chance there and he was almost caught. He, he's, he's going to give you those chances, but he seems to be uh, much in control over the last uh, few test knocks. It's not that he's been outrageously edgy or anything like that. He's played some really good shots, consistently scores 25, uh, doesn't get out too early too often. So uh, he's developing really good uh, for India. So I think he will play uh, some more aggressive strokes tomorrow. And uh, I think India will reach a good competitive total. And then we can watch the three spinners in action. So uh, like I'm sure Debayan will remember uh, in terms of uh, this particular test match could go uh, very much like the 93 uh, England tour of India when there was three spinners attacking the Indian uh, team uh, consistently and they had no answer to that. So I'm just expecting this test to be pretty one-sided. Yeah, I think uh, the moot question is not what will happen tomorrow, but uh, A, how many times will England bat tomorrow? Because I can foresee <laughs> this I can foresee this turning out to be a little bit of a follow-on situation. I think England, uh, or rather India, have it in them to bowl England out inside maybe a session and a half. And if that happens, then I don't see them, I mean, even if they come out all guns blazing, I don't see them exceeding, say, 125 or 130. So if that happens, then India have an interesting choice. I mean, provided, of course, that they are 200 or more ahead. Uh, do you bat again or do you look to put England in and, you know, just continue watching the fun? So that's, I think that's going to be the fun of it. But here's a plot twist which I would love and I would appreciate. I hope that England put up a dogged resistance. Somebody gets some runs and they can pull somewhere, say, around 70 to 80 runs close of uh, India by the end of play. Because then uh, India will be tested again. And with the pitch further deteriorating, it could make for a very, very interesting day three. It's going to make for a very, very interesting test match and series as well. Gaurav and Deban, thank you so much for today. We'll, of course, be talking to you throughout this test as we have done previously and going forward as well. See you next time on ESPN Cricket Post Up Bike.